of A Nanny's Life podcast. And this week, we're talking to one of my good friends, real friends in real life, Catherine. Hey, friend. Hi, everybody. Hey. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. We're getting getting to the finish line, though. And I'm I'm hyped for this conversation because music is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. First of all. Um, but I feel like I've used it a lot in childcare, but casually, you know, I did not necessarily go to school for music. It was my minor for like a hot little minute, but, um, I want to hear how, uh, you see music therapy and how you use it for childcare and all those good things. Um, but first, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into this whole nanny life? Yeah, um, I've always worked with kids as long as I can remember um, and just always really had a passion for them. So once I got out of undergrad and realized I didn't want to continue with school because I'm not a big fan of that, that style of learning, um, realized that I could make money doing what I actually love, um, was really cool. was a really cool realization and kind of just picked up where I had left off with summer nannying jobs and figuring out where I wanted to live. Um, and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, which was my first venture away from home, um, to live by myself and figure things out as a grown up, a real grown up, and got a nanny job. And it was just a really cool realization to be like, Oh, I can do what I love and support myself anywhere and have a job where I look forward to Mondays is, is pretty cool because I don't think a lot of people can say that. So always been a nanny. And then the professional aspect of it kind of kicked off, I guess, within the last five ish years, um, maybe more like three years. And I'm really having a lot of fun diving into this world and connecting with other nannies and, and building that community and kind of, um, making a voice for our career because I don't think a lot of people are listening for that. So to put it out there and, you know, the things that you're doing with this is just so cool to see this industry start standing up a little bit and people notice that it's real. Yeah. And I, I just want to briefly tell the people how we met because I think it was the cutest thing. So yeah, we met in the wild um, in, in real life, it was uh, National Nanny Recognition Week, mm-hmm. and we were both at the same like indoor play space with our kiddos. And the first thing I noticed was your shirt. 
yeah. you had on. I made a fool of um, myself that day. No, you didn't. You were so cute. You had on like a um a tee from Nanny Tees, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, Shout oh, out. this girl is serious about her nanny life. Um, and then we were with Cammy. Y'all remember mm-hmm. my friend Cammy? Um, so Cammy was there with her kiddo too, and her kiddo was obsessed with you, Catherine. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that baby, that baby knew my heart. He saw yes. my soul. <laughs> and he had been and, like, I had play dated with them like 10 times up to that point, And we were slowly building a relationship, me and this kid. But you instantly, this kid was just drawn to you. And I was like, you know what? They say babies and animals know. So this person has a good soul. <laughs> oh, he was so precious. We were dancing. Mm-hmm. He kept coming back. You know, I had so much fun with that kid. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. And I'm <clears throat> so glad we stayed in contact because um, I feel like we've become those nanny friends that I always say people need. So love you for yes. that. <laughs> love you. We do need it. And I love our time together. We have a good time. Yeah. So, okay. So let's dive into the music therapy um, because you have just been announced as a speaker um, at Nanny Palooza this October. And um, so we're going to give the people a little sneak peek of the subject matter. Um, Do you want to explain what your workshop is about? Um, Well, it's kind of like you were saying, using it as a tool, you know, I have a musical background. I was classically trained in voice and, um, grew up in the, in the choir singing and that choir director probably taught me more about singing than any other teacher that I had professionally. Um, really enjoyed it, loving the harmonies that we could all make together and, and bringing something together that just, you know, flowed and sounded the way that it did. And, um, once I kind of got away from religion, realizing like I, I still wanted the music part of it and what I could do with it. And then, as I'm working with children, I kind of started putting the pieces together. Like I use music a lot with kids and I wonder if other people know how, how that can benefit our our job. People who don't have a musical background. Um, I didn't even realize sometimes the ways that I've been using it and how it, how it has worked until there was one day I was getting my little one ready for her nap and I didn't sing the typical silly song that I sing And she said, Kaga, you have to sing the naptime song. And I blanked, like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you didn't sing the naptime song. And it's not even a lullaby. Like, I change the words to songs all the time. Um, One of my favorites is when I'm going to wipe her nose and I say, boogie wipes, boogie, boogie, boogie. And I just every time that's that's what I do. And she notices like she started noticing when it when it's not around. Um, So I kind of started picking up on key points of how, how I can tell other people how to use music. Yeah. Because I think we're so quick to assume that if we aren't innately musical ourselves, that we can't use music, right? Like people who don't feel like they're a good singer or don't feel like they understand music theory and all that stuff, just dismiss music as a tool. But anyone can use music especially with tiny humans to get through oh and they're learning they're learning too so they you know being silly with kids is my favorite part of our job probably and they're learning too they don't know what a good singer sounds like they don't know if you're offbeat 
um, they don't, they don't know. So they don't care and they're learning too. So just to see you exploring something silly and fun kind of just opens their minds a little bit. But um, my presentation at Nanny Palooza will dive a little bit more into the scientific connection between developing brains and how we can bring music into that to help form those connections, those neurological pathways. And I, I, I came up with something that I'm kind of, kind of workshopping uh, um, for my workshop. That's, you know, we have a lot of sounds in our adult life, in our surroundings. Like right now, my AC is running, the birds are chirping outside. Those are sounds that we don't even pay attention to anymore because our adult brains have other things to worry about. We have other things to think about. When you think about a brand new, brand new, fresh, sweet baby, every single sound is brand new to them and sometimes terrifying, overwhelming, scary, loud, new, unknown. And I mean, even we as adults use white noise machines, right? At night to sleep. That's kind of, that's, that could be tied. That could be classified as music. If you want to say that we use that to shut our brains down, to focus on sleeping, to calm down. So if we can just hum anything to a little tiny baby that helps calm their brains down that might be overwhelmed in the moment of a loud sound that they've never heard before. I just, it blows my mind that babies have never heard certain things before. You know, these are all new things and to help them to help create an environment for them where they can just focus on growing that brain and have everything else calm down for a little bit is something I really want to dive more into in my workshop and how we can, use it from infancy, probably it'll cover mostly toddlers, infants, maybe up to five. So I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited too. And I like that you mentioned earlier the nap time song, excuse me, because with my current little, we sing um, row, row, row your boat every day um, (laughs) for nap time. And if somebody else tries to put her down, then she's like she's not you she will not go down for nap unless you sing row your boat a very specific way or um sometimes she likes rockabye baby like she has to have certain songs as signifiers and I think music as a signifier as a tool for transition is the biggest way that we should use music throughout our days and um it doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be the one singing. You might be turning on the song, You whatever sure. it is. Like moving from one activity to another with a song is like top tier tip. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it works. It works so well. And it do, it can be the silliest thing. It could be out of tune. It doesn't matter. But it's so interesting to see the way these kids respond to it and um, how they start getting used to it and expecting it. It's a really cool connection to make with a kid. And to know that you're helping to develop their brain, too. Um, I worked as an au pair in Belgium the in college. doesn't matter. But I had four children in my care, um, all under the age of 10. 10, 6, 4, and 1. None of them spoke English. And I don't speak French. 
and I got literally thrown in first day. Mom went to work. Dad works from home. He doesn't speak English. So here's four kids <laughs> do it. And it was summer. Um, and I was there for three months. And again, kids are learning language too. So they're learning French, their own language, their own native tongue. So I felt more comfortable trying to learn French and trying new words around them and trying to, like, they taught me French and I have a very basic level of it still, but the baby was really, really close to walking, really close to walking. And there's one afternoon in the kitchen where he was standing up and I had a drum that we had been playing with and he took a step. And as he took a step, I hit the drum and then I stopped and he wanted me to keep going because we've been jamming. We've been rocking out. And he stood back up and I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I didn't sing a word. But every time he took another step, I'd hit the drum. And that baby was walking by the end of the summer. And I'm not saying that that's the cause of it, but he he put that connection together. A cause and effect. Like, if I do this, she's going to keep playing the drum. And I didn't even have to say a word. That music was speaking. And we had already had that connection of music without having to speak the same language at all. And that was just a really cool moment watching that baby take his first steps and knowing that he was, he was getting it. Like we were here, even though we couldn't speak the same language. You know, it's so funny that you tell that story because I feel, well, first of all, there are a lot of caregivers in our industry who don't necessarily speak the same language as the families that they work for. I don't know that that is necessarily fair to them but that is the situation that a lot of caregivers are put in and you know music as a unifier music as a signifier like that's your one way to communicate but also tiny babies (laughs) or new kids kids that are um, newly in your care even though you speak the same language, you don't necessarily speak the same language. You don't necessarily understand one one another. If it's a young, you know, a younger baby, they're not using words yet. Music really is that language that gets us across the bridge. You know, a lot of kids learn how to speak from music. A lot of kids learn how to advocate for themselves through music. And as you get older, you use music as a mnemonic device to like memorize whatever you have to for chemistry and stuff. It's just like its own language. And I, I love that. My mom really tapped into that for me when I was younger and she's not musical. I got my music from my dad, but she, I was having a really, really hard time in school, real hard uh, with math, only math. Um, numbers is, we don't, we don't vibe like that, me and numbers. And it was, I just could not, I couldn't get it. I had good grades everywhere else, great understanding of everything else, but me and math just weren't vibing. And my mom went out of her way. I mean, this was like cassette tapes back in the day, went out of her way to find these like math tapes that had changed the words of popular songs to be math facts. Because I was always singing. I, I I had my music. Like, she knew that. She knew that I could remember words to songs forever. And they were in my head. So she, you know, she had the idea to put that to music. And I still remember some of those songs. You know, Counting counting by Sevens. I could tell you the song. So I, things like that. You know, just squeezing music into every corner of learning is possible. And you know, adapting activities 
and assignments or, you know, tricky subjects for kids is just so cool. And helping them, you know, there's even songs to help kids breathe and regulate emotions. And uh, I have a couple of those that I'm going to use. But the way, you know, speaking of music making you feel emotions, a um, couple things that have been buzzing around in my brain are playing playing a clip of a certain song or a couple certain songs and asking how that made you feel. If I played the Jaws intro right now, that's fear. You know, that's that's immediate fear. We all know that. Emotion is connected to that that song, that little ditty. You can't explain why. You don't have to explain the tone or the key or anything like that, but that is scary. That's a scary song. So how can we flip that or find other songs to, you know, help a kid calm down? What songs can we use that mimic taking a deep breath in and out um, to help a kid just calm down a little bit without saying calm down or, you know, go sit in your calm down corner or whatever. Just what can we use? How can we use music to help kids calm down? You know what would be great, Catherine, if you made us a playlist or two that were specifically geared towards, you know, those bumps in the day where we need a, a woosah moment or we need a dance party moment or, yeah. we, you know, we need a, a language moment. That would that would be dope. I have I have a couple. I've got a couple. You know, Snoop's yeah. affirmation song is on there for sure. <laughs> Can we talk about one. that? Can we That's... talk about like... Amazing. How helpful that is for me as a human being. For me, yes, for you me. Know? And that's not even that's not even singing. That's putting mm-hmm. words on top of a cool beat and some and some some notes. You know, that's not even something crazy hard. Um, but again, if you wanted to try to do something like that on your own, put on a beat, put on a song with no words, a calming classical tune, even, and just speak love to these kids just speak calming energy to them the music helps calm their brains down helps settle all of the craziness that's happening all of the new information that's coming in all of the new neurological connections and pathways that are being made let's calm those down so that you can listen to me saying you are brave you are strong you are important you can do this hard thing and so again doesn't even have to be singing you don't have to be a good singer to use music mm-hmm I, for me, <laughs> when I use music at work, it is 60% for me and 40% for the kids. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I just would like to point that out. A lot of times, it's my way of regulating myself so that yeah. I don't um, unfairly interact with them, you know? Sure. So I don't allow, like, whatever my mood, whatever happened at home, um, mm-hmm. whatever's happening, you know on the job, but that has nothing to do with the kids necessarily. Um, and it has been such a nice way for them to learn me. Like my kids know that certain days you get in the car, it's Amber's turn to DJ. Like most days I try (laughs) to let you pick the song, but if I say it's my turn, I need this. And they'll learn like, yeah, they'll learn your favorite songs. And I remember one time we were taking turns um, choosing the song because we were going to someplace a little far. So we were in the car for a while. Um, And one of the kids, when it was their turn, they mentioned one of my favorite songs. And it was just like, you love me. You see me. Yeah, you see me. Yeah, I love that. I used 
I, for myself, um, you know, as a singer and being classically trained, whatever, I took voice lessons and, you know, sang like operatic style or choral style, whatever you want to call it. But um, I, I know how to control my breath when I'm singing. That's just auto drive to me. I suffer from pretty debilitating anxiety. And when I'm having those panic attacks or I feel one coming on, I can't breathe. And that's when the spiraling starts and, oh no, I can't breathe. Now I'm thinking about not breathing and now I can't remember how to, you know, it spirals that way. If I can catch it in time and slip into belting it out, it's, it's not perfect. It never starts out great, but my, 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 my chest sits up a little higher. I open up my lungs and I remember how to breathe because I'm singing. So it's, again, something that I don't even have to think about. It shuts everything else out. It's the one thing that I don't have to worry about, think about. No new information right now, please. And I'm just belting it out. My roommates in college, they knew. If I if they came home from class and I was in the shower and the, some Kelly Clarkson was on or something or, you know, some 90s country was on, they knew. Just, hey, you're right. What What's going on? How's your day? Or just don't talk to me. Leave me alone. So, you know, having it as a, as a physical tool for me has been life-changing with my anxiety. Just, just don't tell me to breathe while I'm having a panic attack. But if you say, what song, what song do you want to sing right now? That, that speaks to me. Yeah. Music is such an anchor that way. Cause we don't, we don't know it when we find a song we like, when we decide that like, we're going to fixate on this song and sing it 5,000 times this week. We don't know that that is going to be the tool that saves us six months, nine months, 12 months from now. And Mm -hmm. it, a lot of times is the same for children. Like if they, to this day, if I sing or play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, my eldest nanny kid will say, that's how you got me to sleep when I was a baby. And I don't, we don't, I don't, I don't mention it a lot to him, you know, but yeah, he just yeah. know, like that's the song. And so if when his sister was tiny and she would be a little ball of, of screams, he would just instantly sing Twinkle Twinkle oh, because, you know, that's, that's what his brain connected with calmness and sleep. And I mean, we've seen it scientifically how music like when you look at Alzheimer's patients, when you look at oh, um, yeah. People with uh, traumatic brain injuries. I actually have a friend who was in a car accident that left her with um, uh, severe um, tics and stutters and some, you know, muscular issues. But whenever it would get really bad, whenever she couldn't sit still, whenever she couldn't calm herself, if she sat at a piano, she could play and sing a song because she grew up doing it there would be no issues. It would be just right. as smooth and How just as beautiful. And so through her oh. therapy process, she would sing to communicate because she could get that out when she couldn't get words right. out, you know? So yeah, it shuts down tool. all that other noise. It shuts <laughs> yeah. down all that other noise for a minute. Um, Christina Perry has a really good song for kids on her kids album called just be. And it literally talks through how to how to meditate and it's it's beautiful her voice is great but my little one knows and that song will just come on you know randomly on pandora and every time it has come on in the past i start doing what the song says you know she she was 14 months when i started and i've been doing this since then every time that song comes on no matter what we're doing 
we lay on the floor, we put our palms out, and we listen to what she tells us to do. Let your eyes close. Let your body feel heavy. Just breathe. Just be. And it's gorgeous. It's a great song. Um, and then, but, but then again, you know, since it's been like just in our playlist and we're, we're using it, demonstrating that behavior whenever it pops up, now she has that as a tool. So now if she's melting down, if we're in public or even at home and there's a tantrum happening, if I could start singing that song, that takes her right back to laying on the floor, palms up, eyes heavy, just be, you know, and it's a real short song. It's a great, great tool. Just be by Christina Perry. It's a great tool, but implementing it from day one, just as a fun little thing throughout our day has now been in her brain as an automatic response to, okay, overwhelming feelings. This is how I felt when I heard that song. So now I'm hearing that song. Here goes my body, like just following what it's supposed to do to calm down. That's, that's, that's crazy. Really cool one. It's like I music is one. literally preventive care. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you, you got to start building those building blocks, you know, when they're younger, but then if you have that connection with music or if you don't, I mean, if you're using music as a tool from day one, picture, you know, a teenager, a sulky, sullen, grumpy teenager who doesn't want to talk, who doesn't want to, you know, go into what happened at school today, doesn't want to speak. But if you can hear or, or just even ask what song are you listening to lately? What song are you listening to when you feel this way? How can I listen to that song and maybe get to the get to the bottom of what you're feeling so I know how to address it? I mean, teenagers terrify me. They terrify me. I'm I'm a babies. Give me I give them back at five. Start again with more babies. I t- teenagers terrify me, but that's kind of something that I'm investigating with people who do work with teenagers um, for my presentation in October. It's like, how do you think you could use music with the kids in your care or your own kids? How do, how can we help them regulate without saying, okay, let's put on your song, you know, as a teenager, that's not going to fly most times with a grumpy high schooler. So just tapping into their, their, their world a little bit. What do you listen to right now? Why do you like it? Um, is it the words? Is it the beat? Is it, what about that? Do you like, what do you connect with? Just so it's a good kind of conversation starter for teenagers. Cause I don't know how to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as when, when therapists are like, draw a picture of your family, mm-hmm. but they're really using it to analyze how you see your family, how you see yourself in within your family and all that stuff. I think music can definitely be the same sure. thing. Yeah. yeah. I've learned that my tiny baby right now is, what is she, six months, and she loves Bob Marley radio. I, you know, there's, there have been times when she's screaming, crying, fussing, I've tried everything, take her outside, put her in water, feed her, change her, whatever, and there's just nothing that's working, and I'll sit with her and kind of look at her and feel her body and just figure out what's going on, and I've tried so many different stations, so many different playlists, so many different genres, um, I mean, we've done golden oldies, we've done all that, but the Bob Marley station is instantly just like, you can see her body kind of loosen a little bit and she, she calms down a little more and then we can troubleshoot 
a little better, but she, she gets all that noise quieted and Bob Marley's the one that does it. She's my little mm-hmm. Rasta baby. It's mm-hmm. perfect. I mean, it makes sense to me. It calms me down too. It makes me right? feel amazing. It's so chill. <laughs> it's pretty funny because her parents are not chill and they're not very Bob Marley vibes, but <laughs> they come in and we're bumping it and now they play it too when, when it's like dinner time or witching hour, or unhappy hour and they, they know the trick. So giving that tool to parents too, you know, is something that um, I'll tap into a little bit in my workshop, um, letting, letting parents access that for when we're not around. Yeah. I found that sharing what we're listening to, you know, during my shift with parents is so empowering to parents. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> when they're like, how do you go, how do you ride in the car with these three kids for 40 minutes? Do they not drive you insane? And I'm like, no, they're, we're listening to music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not I mean, a lot of talking. They feel like they feel like they've cracked the code when you give them that tool um, and, and helping them to connect to their kids too, you know, during those harder transition times between nanny leaving and dinner time or, whatever, just to have that same consistency with whatever music you've been listening to. It's a great tool. And it's so easy. Just pop on that song that they liked three days ago that mom and dad might not have heard yet. Share that with them. Yeah. And my kids like get so excited to know, because I think as nannies, a lot of times our kids see us as the alternative to their parents, as opposed to on the same team with their parents, because we switch shifts the way that we do. So it's for my nanny kids, it's a good way to remind them that like me and your parents work together. We talk. <laughs> we yeah, yeah, we're are on the all same page. invested. Yeah, we're all invested in giving you a beautiful life. And right. like, oh, when my bosses play a song that the kids have only ever heard with me, they're like, oh my gosh, Amber plays this one. Do you, you know, guys do know, you know the words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, so we have a excited. shared playlist. We have a shared playlist that they can add to and that I add to like, hey, this song was a hit today. Um, I'll pop it on the playlist and they'll listen to it later at bath time and talk about it or talk about what we were doing while we were listening to that song. Recalling your day, you know, just, oh, we were in the car. We were driving here and Kaga played this song and it just, we loved it. We talked about it, you know, so we have a, a shared playlist for each year wait that's brilliant i don't yeah oh my goodness we have a like a photo out a shared album but we don't Mm -hmm. share a playlist that i should be doing that (laughs) it's a shared spotify playlist of like q 2023 and m 2023 because now that the baby's six months old she's starting to vibe to some some specific songs and i'm seeing which ones are working for her and i'm kind of learning her a little bit more so to put that on and be like hey if it's 2 a.m. and feeding isn't going well. Pop this on, see what happens. That's brilliant. It's pretty I love cool. that. I need to. Do I mean, that. we can also get into music as a life-saving technique because what do what do when you take a CPR class, a CPR certification, and they're teaching you the rhythms? What do they always tell you to put it to? Ah 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 ah, staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. So everybody knows that song. Yeah. Everybody knows the rhythm or the expected rhythm of it, and someone thought, hey. This is something that people can remember in the moment when they need to save a life. And I think that's so cool. Just doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter. Like everybody knows that song. So that, and it, that's something that brings us together to help each other, to help other people, to help people, strangers in your community. It's music. I mean that when you, when you think about it, music is, can be life-saving. Yeah, that's brilliant. And even just the idea of, 
music being such a universal tool that when you meet a new person, that's something you can easily connect on. Or like when the ki- a kid goes to school and their teacher sings a familiar nursery rhyme and they're like, wait, I feel just a little bit more comfortable in this space yeah, now. Yeah, you get it. You get it. You know that song. That happened with my kids in Belgium. I, I was riding in the car with them. The parents were driving and they were all, it was, I had just gotten there. So they were like, you know, poking the, the fish tank. Like, what are you? Who are you? What are you? But we couldn't, I have no idea what you're saying. Like the, like, like Marlon and Finding Nemo. You're really cute, but I have no idea what you're saying. That was me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. We, uh, oui. like, I don't know what to say in, in French. And a song came on the radio. I will never forget it. And I'll never hear it the same way again. It was, I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas in the center of Brussels, Belgium. And the 10 year old boy went, oh, oh, I got a feeling, I got a feeling, I got a feeling. We oui? like, do you know this? You know this one? This is an American song. They're speaking English. This is your language. Do you know this song? I got a feeling. And I was like, oh yes. Like I know this song. And I started singing it. We were bumping in the car and they're singing along with it. And um, you know, then they start sharing what's popular in Belgium that summer and what songs they're listening to. And it was an instant like, I see you like we could talk about this without even having to speak the same language. Now you feel comfortable with me now. Now we're vibing. Yeah. And even like how you just, how you just demonstrated um, the effect of tone, even though you don't speak the same language. Like if you say we like just flat, it's like, yes. But if you're like, we that's, do you know, do you you know, and that's even musical in and of itself. Like you talk to babies and they say that we should use the motherese and use a higher pitched voice and, you know, give it some phrasing and and some, yeah. Yes. That's a big part of my presentation. That's a big part of my presentation is the, the ways that we use music without even thinking about it is how you talk to a baby and how they're learning those different tones and highs and lows and getting up there. Oh yeah. Learning which ones they light up at and which ones their eyes kind of frown at. And yeah. Oh, it's magic. Music is magic. And it's, it's so cool trying to harness it into a tool to give to other caregivers and that caregivers can bring back to their kids and their, and their bosses. Yeah. I think we all should be using music all day, every day. (laughs) I change, I I change the words to so many songs that by the time this little one hears them for real, she's going to be like, that's not how that song goes. Like, no, that's (laughs) actually by the Beatles and they know what they were doing. I changed the words about changing your poopy diaper. (laughs) You know, that's different. Um, But just all day we're singing songs all day and, Changing words to songs is one of my favorites. Packing a lunch. Mm-hmm. I was packing a lunch for a picnic and I kept saying, I'm going to pack you a lunch. Ooh, wee, I'm going to make a PBJ. I'm like, just out of nowhere. No idea where that came in. I think I said like, oh, I'm going to pack your lunch. And then I, then I just went right into it and just autopilot. But if she ever hears that song in the golden oldies playlist of, of her generation. right. right. <laughs> She's going to be like, that's, I'm going to buy you a drink? No, that's, I'm going to pack you a lunch. <laughs> My nanny used to sing that all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, just changing the simple words to songs that are stuck in your head already. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the genre. It doesn't matter um, the subject matter. You could change those words to, to talk to your kids. And you should. <laughs> and you, you probably you won't, should. <laughs> yeah, you won't realize that you're, you're, like I said earlier, you're regulating yourself while you're, 
teaching them, like getting through a diaper change with a a squirmy kiddo. The song is for me, but you're going to get something from it too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're going to remember the tones. You're going to remember what happens when I sing this song. Um, And it's a part of respectful care too, with newborns. Like they don't know when they're about to be picked up. They have no way of, you know, preparing their body for that. And, you know, if we're singing something that we sing when we walk in that room and see that sweet baby in that crib and they know, oh, after this song or when that, when I hear these sounds, my body is about to be lifted out of my crib, you know, just getting them prepared for certain changes and transitions is a great, a great way to use music. Mm-hmm. And you don't Instead gotta sing of... it, play it on your phone. <laughs> I love to just play something on my phone and even like using like AirPods throughout the day when I'm working, just just for me, um, having something in my ear that's grounding so that I can focus on what I'm doing with them. Like if we're building a fort in the playroom and it's not going well, or <laughs> if they're trying to build a tower. Well? Exactly. If they're trying to build a tower <laughs> that keeps falling, but they don't want help, but they want it to stop falling. Like music gets me through <laughs> It me really too. does. I heard I'll that breath. Like, I felt that breath. Let's just like, okay, let me put my my music on and we'll handle it together. Or just talking through it with music. Man, I love it. I'm so excited. This is making me really excited to work on my workshop a little bit more and maybe talk about how we as adults can use it to regulate ourselves too in in, in difficult situations with kids. Because kids, they're not they're not on our level, man. We've got we've got a lot going on in our brains, but you know, it's paying bills and it's rent and it's what we're going to have for dinner. And it's stuff like that. that kids don't even have the building blocks to think about yet. You know, they're thinking about such simple things and to connect with them through something that we can both understand and think about at the same time is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I can remember I worked at a daycare center briefly, briefly because <laughs> it was not for me. Um, but we had one specific baby who would never take her bottles, just would not eat and also did not. She seemed afraid of everyone. She seemed afraid of all the adults in that building. And um, one day I looked at her chart. She wasn't because the, the place I worked had the like primary care model. So she was not supposed to be my kiddo, but we we're in the same classroom. And I'm like, you literally never eat. You're always upset. Like, what's going on? So I look at her chart and it says that she takes her bottles cold out of the fridge because she had silent reflux and the specific formula and the way that they made it, whatever. She liked it cold. I gave her a cold bottle one day. She sucked it right down, but she was still afraid of me. And I was like, why would you be afraid? (laughs) Like I haven't, you know, but all the women, not all the women, most of the women at the center looked like me. (laughs) most of the women at the center were black most of them had natural hair most of them were a little plus size like we kind of all fit a frame right so for her even though I was feeding able to feed her she still didn't want me to like handle her or touch her or be you know so she preferred to be like in one of those like bouncer seats because for the six months of her life before I came to that job that's where They left her most of the day. So she wanted to be there. She didn't want to be touched or picked up. But as I sort of took over (laughs) her care, um, when I would give her the bottles, I would sing. Um, 
certain songs, like two or three songs. Um, and over the course of the five months that I was at that daycare center, she started to trust me. She started to, you know, crawl over to me and like sit with me and be comfortable with me. And it got to the point where when I, uh, announced I was leaving that job, her parents were like, um, can you be our nanny, please? <laughs> oh my gosh. And Aww. they just saw it as I was the only adult she was comfortable with outside of them. They didn't really fully understand. Like I understood that she had been traumatized by her experience in that daycare center and that now she, you know, was a little nervous around people who looked like me. And so I was able to take care of her for a year after I left that daycare Aww, center as so her special. nanny. And it was my mission that year to like, I'm going to introduce you to as many people who look like me as possible and show you that there are other people in this world and not everyone is scary. Not everyone's going to neglect you. Um, And it was unfortunate that 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 ended, but I'm glad I served that purpose for her, you know, so that she doesn't have to go through life afraid of a group of people, you know? So I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that story. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool yeah. oh man yeah I'm getting so many ideas and I'm loving it you know even the music that we use to to teach and learn facts like you know I was talking about math facts but uh, my little one's learning Spanish in school and head shoulders knees and toes it's the same it's the same tune but they're learning it in Spanish and so that universal language of like oh I know this song and I know that right here you say head in my song, but you're saying cabeza in yours. So connecting what, what that word must mean because it's the same note um, and, and, and the same tone. And when we're trying to find a letter in the alphabet or, you know, she's three and a three and a half. So we're already talking about what do words start with and how do, how do we sound things out or um, what letter comes next and things like that. And, if I can sing just the letter of the alphabet as it's heard in the song, you know, if I'm trying to get her to remember the, the letter G and I say E, F, she'll go G and she, she remembers it. And then I say, so what letter is that? What letter comes next? Oh, it's G. Just we think, you know, it's when you're singing a song and you don't even hear the lyrics or the words or whatever can apply to the songs that they're hearing, like the alphabet song. You're not hearing what you're singing. You're just singing it. But if we can, if we can break it down and remember, remind them what, what, what order things go in, how things happen in that song. And then, oh, I remember what comes next because I know that song so well in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty cool tool for that too. Yeah. That's that scaffolding. My six-year-old came home. Uh, with one of his like end of year folders because the school year is almost over uh-uh. oh nope. my goodness no keep them forever so nope. um <laughs> but in the book they they did a, a section on colors um this year in kindergarten and every color had a song and oh, cool. so each page would be the song that they wrote for red or green or white but on the page it would say to the tune of a See? song we all know, yes. like the nursery See? line. Right. When I tell you, I blew his mind because he was like, <laughs> these are songs and you know music. Can you sing these songs? Can you guess how to sing these songs? That's what he said. Can you guess how to sing this song? And I nailed okay. like four out of five of them. One of them, I was like, I've never heard this tune before. But 
I nailed them. And he was like, yes, yeah. But now he knows. Yeah. And now he knows how to spell these colors. He knows like a few references for each color, which I mean, that's a tool he can use, you know, forever. But yeah, Yeah. it was a nice moment of connection. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I see you. And it's, I see you. I am meeting Mm -hmm. you where you are, what you are learning. You know, it what is happening in your brain is something that I can help with and I can help foster that and, and grow it and still and form a heart connection as well. Yeah. I'm so excited for your workshop. I'm so excited. I'm getting excited. really excited. I haven't, you know, I have a whole list of notes and things that have just popped into my head <laughs> and ideas that I've had swirling around, but this is really exciting and helping me kind of get things in a in a funnel and ready to ready to go. Yeah, because I haven't be seen I haven't seen an offering like this um, recently. Anyway, I don't. I'm I'm still fairly new to the conferences and the workshops sure. and stuff like yeah. that. But I think it's a wonderful tool that sometimes people assume is not meant for them or that they can't access. And yeah. so I'm excited for you to give us this workshop and explain to us how to access these tools, how to use music in our everyday careers, how to help connect more with our kiddos, how to regulate ourselves, how to connect the kiddos to the parents. Like we need this. Yes, <laughs> so I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really excited. And it'll be pretty interactive too. And I'm not just going to be talking at somebody at a group of people for an hour. It's going to be interactive. There's going to be lots of examples and clips and things. Um, so it's not just going to be like a lecture. Um, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I feel like this is a good enough reason to buy a ticket to Nanny Palooza for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, stop. Just for little old me? We've got to do all yes, that? Yes, just for I'm little I'm excited. Me. It'll be really fun. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they'll do karaoke again and you'll kill it again and perform Probably for everyone. I'll find karaoke if we know me. If we know me, if we know me. <laughs> In Orlando last weekend at the INA conference, I will find karaoke. I will find it. And I'll drag everybody down with you. Me. I'll drag I everybody love that down. About with you. Me. Yeah, you need to we're gonna put together well, I'm hoping to work on more music that um speaks to our experiences as nannies and caregivers because I for some reason that doesn't seem to exist. Um but yeah, I think our whole community is going to benefit from, you know, all the work that oh. you're doing and hopefully the music we can make together. And Let's make music stuff. together. That'd be so yeah, fun. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Super cool. That'd be dope. Dope, dope. Well, thank you for this conversation. Thank you thank for you having for me. Here. Yeah, of course. Have- anyway, I bring all my all my faves come through I'm to the party. You That's are amazing. It was a good time. It was a good time, a great conversation, and gave me a lot of ideas, too, because music helps connect everybody. Yay. I'm so excited. Uh, Do you want to share your social so people can find you if they don't already know you? Um, Yeah, I am private on Instagram. I'm still kind of figuring out all of that that aspect of getting more out there in the nanny community. so don't be offended if I don't, but I'm, I'm at the Bix <laughs> at the Bix B I X underscore is back. Um, that's, that's me on social. You can find me on Facebook, probably at, uh, Catherine Bixler. So 
that Facebook might be a better way to connect because my Instagram's pretty private. Okay, excuse me. Well, I I I enjoy being able to follow along in your journey. So <laughs> yeah, you're you're one of the chosen ones. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm so glad we had this conversation, and I'm excited to see more of us use music as a tool in our work and in our lives. Me too. And, I'm excited um, to bring that. Yeah, it's going to be dope. All right, friends. Well, thank you for tuning into another episode of Indianist Life Podcast. It is so special to me that you join me here and there. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. I hope that you take care of yourself as well as, if not better than, you do others. And we'll see you next time. Bye, friends. <laughs> this is this it's my life, y'all. You see this many life, it's mine. I'm so proud of you to live that many life. Yeah. Make sure that you're ready. Okay. We, we chose this many life. Come see. See how we live. See how we live, yeah.